trust you, Brother Stroll. I don't know about the future, but I know who holds my hand. Thankful for that. It's good this morning to be a child of God. Appreciate everything that's been done thus far. Might ask you if there's anything else on your heart that needs to be said or done before we change the course of the service. Remember this. Appreciate this this morning. Remember these requests. Something else on your heart. If not, I have an interest and a desire in your prayers. Go ahead, brother. There used to be a sign headed out 231. It used to say, prayer really works. And it does. Prayer works. Uh, anything else on your heart this morning? If not, I, like I said, I do desire. Go ahead. No, brother, follow the Lord. Amen.
glad to know that it's salvation is not something someone had to tell me whether I had it or not, but it's something that you can feel. It's something you know that's real. It's a no-soul kind of salvation. And I'm thankful that it's that way. Amen. Bless you, brother. Appreciate this good testimony. Anything else on your heart this morning? Anything? All right. I'll try not to be too lengthy this morning. I, I don't just have just a, a burning, but I've got a few thoughts on my mind. I have two thought about several things this week. And I encourage you this morning, as it's been said, I want to say this, this altar is always open. If you feel the need to seek God, I encourage you to seek Him until you find Him precious to your soul. I want to charge the young people here today. This ain't necessarily, it's just what's on my heart. I want to charge you in the sense that if you've been saved and you've been born again and you've got an experience of salvation, you can be such an encouragement to your friends. You can be such a light to your friends. There were people that were an encouragement and a light to me uh, all through uh, my Christian walk. Uh, they were raised in good godly homes. I didn't have that experience growing up. I talked to somebody the other night. I said it wasn't like that when I was a little boy. My mother uh, and stepdaddy did not see the need in having us in church. Uh, but I'm thankful that I had grandparents that saw the need. And they wanted to make sure that we heard the gospel. Uh, but young people, you can be such a light to your friends. Uh, I, I'll never forget that it was uh, uh, during a revival over there where I grew up going to church. And uh, I brought a friend to church with me one night. And it got on my heart as we had a handshake uh, years ago. Uh, Used to be called a Christian handshake, you know. and uh, But we had a handshake, and he come around to shake hands, and as he did, I reached out my hand, and I said, do you know where you'd go if you die? And we was about 17, 18 years old. And you could just tell that it got on him, and he said, well, I, I, guess, I guess I don't have what y'all got. I guess I'd go to hell. And that broke my heart. And I said, don't you want to go? That's my desire with each and every lost person this morning. Don't you want to go? Not only does God want you to be there, and your family wants you to be there, and your friends want you to be there. Listen, God wants you to be there. Don't you want to go this morning? 
So that's my desire for you. And boy, just as soon as I said that, he got down and got to business. And he got to praying. And we prayed with him. Couldn't, uh, couldn't praise prayer, you know. But got down and got to praying for him. And it wasn't too awful long. He stood up with big tears just rolling down his eyes. And he said, the Lord just saved me. And all that I'd done, listen, I didn't do anything. But boy, I had a burden on my heart for him when he come around. He, he was a good friend of mine. I had a burden for him. That's all that I done. God done the rest of it. All we do is our little parts. And God does the big part, don't we? God does the big part. So this morning I have an interest and a desire. I, I said before I want to charge you in a sense that... Uh, Encourage you, friends. Talk to them about the Lord. You say, well, preacher, that's just not a real popular subject. Boy, it ought to be. What God, I've heard older people years ago, they talk about, boy, the, the closer I get to heaven, the sweeter it gets. And years ago when I was just a little fella, I, I really didn't understand that. But now that I've went through some life experiences and there's had some things that have happened to me down through the years. I understand that more now than I ever have. And I can only imagine if God permits me to live longer in my life, how much sweeter that it'll get the closer that I get to Him. So this morning, it is the greatest thing that'll ever happen to you. So share it with your friends. Share it with your boyfriends and your girlfriends. Whatever it is that God has done for you, tell them about it. You'll never know what effect that it'll have on you. You'll never know. I've had a few thoughts this week and kindly along, along the line of uh, uh, some things that's already been said. Do pray for us. I'll be fairly short this morning. Uh, I just, I don't, uh, pray for me. I say that and watch me go in there. Uh, but I'll try not. There was a few comments that was made. I, I want to say this, how much that I have appreciated our winter Bible study. How much I have appreciated the brethren that have come and taught and how much uh, their subjects, especially in the day and time that we live in now, the effect that the Word of God still has. Uh, it is so important and I pray that it continues uh, to have that effect on our life. I've heard a lot of people say, and even uh, coming up, that uh, uh, really the Old Testament doesn't apply. I've heard people say that. I've heard people say that uh, uh, even the Ten Commandments don't apply anymore. You remember, I was just a boy and coming up, and it seemed like it was pretty controversial that everywhere the Ten Commandments was posted throughout our country, they would come through and they would remove those off the walls. But I'll stand here and tell you today, that they still per, uh, pertain. It's still the Word of God. And it is still important and should be an important aspect of our life. God has given us the Word. It, that it might be a help to us. That it might draw us closer to Him. Uh, if you're hearing lost, that you might hear about the preaching of Jesus Christ. Him crucified and resurrected. That you might hear about Him and about the witnesses that seen Him. Not only do they not speak about things that they don't know, but they testify about things that they've seen and things they've experienced. 
So this morning I began to think about, uh, and I'm not here to debate some of the things that is going on in the news today, but I'll say this. Folks, if there ever was a time that our people, I'm talking about, uh, Brother Mike talked about this morning, he talked about that remnant. I'm talking about that handful of corn. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Just a handful, it seems like so often uh, we're just a few. Uh, I say today that God has got people all throughout the world. But today, uh, we need a revival. We need a revival. We need uh, uh, heaven sent. A spirit-filled revival amongst our people and amongst our churches. Uh, we need to see God move. Uh, we desire to see lost people move. Uh, we need to have a burden about ourselves. If God hadn't give you something, uh, might you pray that God give you something? And when He does give it to you uh, this morning, I pray that you have a... Uh, the desire to fulfill those things, knowing that God has asked you to do it, that you're able to do it through His help. But we need that. But I tell you, my friend, there's so many things that's standing in our way, and I'm talking about me, and this verse of Scripture Brother Moran quoted and talked a little bit about here in the 20th chapter of Exodus. And this was on our heart and has been on our heart. Uh, since Monday and earlier in this week. 20th chapter of Exodus. The Lord had given Moses the law. Said he wrote it with his finger. The word of God. It's what I'm standing on. The promises of God. Now I want to read to you here what he says in the 20th chapter of Exodus. And it says, God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage, and thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them, nor serve them. For I, am a, for I the Lord, thy God, am jealous, a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And shewing mercy under the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And I want to stop there for a moment, and I don't feel the need to go any further, but uh, the Lord there in the very beginning, He said, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And I began to think about uh, what it is to have a revival, and uh, we began to think about some of the things that's been said and done through a winter Bible study. And uh, I'll tell you today, as it's been said, and I hope that it's been felt, uh, that the Spirit of God has passed by this place this morning. It's been good to feel the Spirit. And I began to think about uh, uh, last week, and uh, I tried in my very weak way to, to pour out my heart that lost people might once again 
hear about Jesus and about what He's able to do for them in their life. Uh, the Bible says that there's none other name given unto heaven whereby a man must be saved. And my friend, that name is Jesus Christ. Uh, there's no other hope in anything else today. But as I began to think about that and I thought, Lord, I just desire that they make a move. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that I see with a visible eye. But I want them to make a move towards you. But I began to think about those things. And, and Lord, what is it going to take uh, to get them to move? And my friend, today the answer is still the same as it's been through all the years. That the Spirit of God, my friend, this morning is what will reprove them and rebuke them. Uh, my friend, the Spirit of God is what will do the convicting this morning. It will uh, have its effect this morning if we trust in Him. Uh, listen, I can't save them and you can't save them. But when we as God's people begin to pray that His Spirit, my friend, might move freely among our church, listen, it will begin to have its effect. We can't save them. God can. So, as I began to think about what it is, he said, Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. He said, You shall not have any graven image. He said, You shall not bow yourself down and worship those things. He said, But worship me and only me. And I'll just be honest with you, I thought about uh, uh, how consumed that we've become with the things of the world and and I'm talking about me this morning. It doesn't take very long uh, to get the things of the world on our mind. It doesn't take very long before we focus on our careers and we focus on things of school and we focus on uh, every other detail except about what's going on right here. It doesn't take very long if we're not careful uh, we're uh, uh, thinking and pondering about other things. And listen to me this morning. All of those things have their place. But this morning I'm asking you, and I'm begging you, when we enter in through uh, those doors and we come into the house of God, that we put everything of the world out from us for a little while, and we worship God, the Creator of the universe. We say that we desire the revival, but how much willing are we to work and to recognize God and what He's done for us in our life and how good that He's been to us and how thankful we are for everything He's given us. Oftentimes when we go to God in prayer, it's, Lord, would you do this? Lord, would you move this mountain? Lord, would you do that? Instead of getting down to a place and saying, God, thank you for the mountains you've already moved. God, thank you for the mountains you're going to move. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for letting me feel your spirit. Thank you for everything, for my children, for the blessings you've gave me in my life. Lord, I don't deserve any of them, but thank you, God for what you've given me so far. We get so caught up and wrapped up and Lord, would you do this? And God is able to do those things. But let it start with a heart of worship to the Creator of all things. 
recognizing Him as the one true and living God. He said, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. He said, don't bow yourself down and worship those things. Thought about Abraham. There's a song that I like. Brother Marty Metter sings from time to time. Called, When I Lay My Isaac Down. He talks about in that song, he said, Abraham, it wasn't Isaac that I wanted, but it was you all along. I thought about Abraham and how the Lord had come to him, and it said that Abraham had believed upon the Lord for the righteousness sake. He believed upon him. The things that he said, the things that was going to come to pass. The Lord had told him that even in his old age that he would have a child. And if you'll remember, he began to laugh about it. He said, Lord, I'm 99 years old. He said, how in the world am I going to have a child? He said, Sarah's 90. How are these things going to come to be? Sarah had been barren. He said, how is this going to come to pass? He said, Abraham, you wait. In a year's time, this will be. We look at Genesis in 22, and I don't believe there's any greater picture of the Lord Jesus and the love of God that He had for us and the love for His Son. But this morning, I want to read to you just a little bit over here in the 22nd chapter. He said, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Now that word tempts means that he tested him. He was allowing him to go through some things that he might be tested. He said, Here I am. And he told him, he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went into the place which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they both went them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamp for the burnt offering. So both of them went together. And I want to stop there for just a moment. The Lord spoke there to Abraham, and he said, Abraham, your son. He said, Your only son. The one that I promised to you for your seed, and that his seed might go on. He said, The thing that I promised you, he said, You take your son up. And to the mountain, and he said, you offer him there as a sacrifice. And he took his son, 
And those servants went with him just a little while and he laid that wood upon Isaac. And I'll tell you this morning, that's a beautiful picture of the Lord and His Son and the love that He has for us. But I'll tell you, Isaac began to question. He said, Lord, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Isaac and Abraham said, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. He had faith and confidence in the Lord. And we know then as he went up and he erected that altar and he laid Isaac down, an angel appeared unto him that he might stay that knife. He was willing to go and do what God had asked him to. And he looked over yonder and there was a ram that was caught in a thicket. And my friend, this morning I want you to know, he wanted to make sure that Abraham was willing to go all the way for him. He wanted to make sure that Abraham loved God more than anything. The first and greatest commandment the Lord said, Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, and mind. He said, With everything that makes you up, He said, You love Him most of all. My friend, I'm talking about the one this morning that loves you. I'm talking to the church this morning. Listen, the one that has saved you from an eternal damnation, the one that has, uh, my friend, bought you with a price, He's purchased you. The first thing that we've got to do is lay aside every idol, everything that we put before God, everything that gets in our way, whether it be our children, how much, whatever it is that we love. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that we ought not love our children. That's not what I'm saying. We ought to love them. But this morning I'm telling you, God needs to come first. God needs to come first. We want a revival. We want to see people saved. I've heard people say, well, preacher, just get on the news and you'll see. Listen to me this morning. I, I can't answer to those things. All I can answer for is what's taking place right here. We sang that song, How Great Thy God. He is great this morning. Are we willing to lay aside every idol? You know what an idol is? It's anything that you worship more or put before God. Whether it be your children, whether it be your job, whether it be your television set, whether it be your yard. You say, preacher, you're getting on some pretty difficult stuff. Listen, anything, I'm talking about me. Let us worship the one and true living God. Thought about years gone by. You hear revivals. You read about things that happened, souls that were saved. You know, I really genuinely believe this. That people years ago, they depended on the Lord. My pa and ma, y'all hear me talk about them a lot? 
They depended on the Lord. Remember Brother Strode telling me, he said he can still remember the prayers that his daddy prayed. He said his daddy was a praying man. I can still hear the ringing of my granddaddy's prayers. I pray that they ring through through the years to me. They're an encouragement to me. But then people prayed. They depended upon God. They raised a garden. That's how they provided food. My grandmother canned that she prepared for winter, but they prayed to God for the substance that they had. And now today, everything's so convenient. I'm going to read this and I'm going to close. I thought about, I grew up, my mother was probably one of the most cleaning people I've ever seen. She was so, uh, I think they got a word for it now, they call it OCD. Uh, But she, uh, categorized by alphabet the cans that was in the can closet. I thought that was a little uh, probably extensive, you know. I'd walk in my closet at home and open the door and all my shirts were in colored order. All the blues with the blues, the whites with the whites. Uh, I still do that to this day. Uh, I was thinking about this weekend with three children how hard it is to have a clean home. Jessica had been working all week to clean the house. Three little boys under the age of seven running around the house. It's a nightmare. I'll just tell you. She put me to work Friday afternoon. She said, I need some help. And I tell you, it was dirty. Folks, we need to get our house in order. We need to get our house cleaned up. If you used to walk in, you probably couldn't have told uh, that there was maybe uh, dust on on this or dust in the corner or whatever it was. You couldn't have told it. You couldn't have seen it. But once we began to go through it, there was dirt. And it needed to be cleaned. I used to be uh, what you'd say real OCD. I was raised up the first thing I'd done. Mama taught us when we got up, first thing you done was made your bed. I'd done that even when, before I was married. Jessica, uh, her parents and her would come visit. She'd walk in. She said, you make your bed. I said, every morning. It's the first thing I do. I was just raised up that way. But when things begin to progress in your life, Uh, Things begin to slip a little bit, and before you know it, things become dirty. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. In 1 Corinthians, in the 6th chapter. 1 Corinthians, in the 6th chapter. He said, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. He said, even though it may be lawful 
for me to do something. He said, that still doesn't make it right. He said, meats for belly and the belly for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and for the Lord for the body. And God hath raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by His power. Know ye not that your body, bodies are the members of Christ? Shall it then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, is one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glory God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. He said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This morning... It's so good to get on the news and to read and to see all the things that are going about. I enjoy reading those things. I don't know whether or not people's really getting, I don't know. But what I'll say is this. I desire to see a revival here. Brother Curtis made mention of that. He said, I want to see a revival here at Fairview Memorial. I do. I do too. Folks, if there's things that are in our, I'm talking about our bodies. If our homes ain't clean, if our lives ain't clean, if we've got things that need to be cleaned up, if we've got idols that are standing in our way, if there's things that are hindering our walk with God, we need to ask the Lord to get them out of the way. We need to get ourselves, I'm talking about me. He said, do you not know that you was bought with a price? He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It dwells in here. I've got a desire to want to do good. I fail Him daily. But I've got a desire to do good. We want to see a revival. To me, it starts with prayer. You say, preacher, we've been praying. With that being said, we've got to be patient. Wait on the Lord. But boy, let us pray to that effect. That's my attempt this morning at a message. I pray this morning that it's a help to us. Let us not become discouraged. Knowing that God has great, great, great things in store for us. I believe that. But folks, I'm telling you. If we go too long without cleaning our house, it'll become dirty. Things that doesn't seem like they amount to very much. And before we know it, it amounts to a whole lot. How long has it been this morning since the fear passed by you and you felt what the brother felt in the back? How long has it been since you stood, as the Bible says, let the redeemed of the earth say so? How long has it been since you felt that? If it's been a while, ask the Lord about it. Talk to Him about it. This morning, 
we might have a verse or two of song as we stand and sing. Brother Mike.